Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to episode 47 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. My name is Tyler Erlinson, and I'm joined here with my excellent co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? So we got a lot of fun uh, fun stuff to talk about. A lot of Canucks news off the hop here. But before we dive into any of that, uh, let's take it away with Fake Sponsor of the Week. All right. Well, before we do that, I'm going to take it away with something completely different. <laughs> As you all know, Tyler's been away for the last few weeks, and he is away still. And Unfortunately. This, this begs the question, Tyler, where the hell are you? <laughs> and how's the weather where you are? I am in Nanaimo still. and. It's raining. <laughs> I probably have the same weather as you guys. Somehow I doubt that. It is pounding rain here. So loud that you might even be able to hear it in the recording. Yeah, which is weird because when we drove here, what? We we got in the door 25 minutes ago, half yeah. an hour ago. Nothing. Yeah. It was completely fine. I didn't use my wipers once. Yeah. And no. I was just torrential downpouring. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I don't have the same weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's flooding in the streets. It's just... <laughs> I just saw my car get washed away. <laughs> yeah, you see your boat. <laughs> yeah. That's my well, amphibious I mean, Dodge Charger. <laughs> you might have to take the jet ski to get home. Oh, yeah, that's outside. Oh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> the, the, the keys are in the laundry room. All Dude, right. you should not have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him nervous laughing. He's like, yeah, he's Shit. Like, yeah. Good one, right? <laughs> nah, hey, I got, I got insurance on that thing. You're good to go. <laughs> That's what it. I like to hear. Yeah, just him giving you the authority to do that, and we're going to put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, boy. Okay, I guess that does lead us to the fake sponsor then. Um, just to remind our listeners that the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Target Canada. Much like Sean Avery's time with the Orlando Solar Bears, it was short and confusing. Target, the same as Zeller's, but everything costs three or four dollars more. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that sounds about right. Did you yeah. hear that? that oh um, boy. That story out of Target USA where they're raising their minimum wage to $24 an hour? No. Yeah, Wait, I thought... What? Yeah, I thought maybe that was part of the reason why you picked Target as your fake sponsor <laughs> this week. No, it was entirely because of Sean Avery. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. It came out this week. Target said they're raising the minimum wage at Target to $24 an hour. Wow, that is a lot more than some Americans make. There's some right? states where minimum wage is still like 8 bucks or something. Yeah, I think it's like Indiana minimum wage is like it's less than 10 for sure yeah yeah it's like not even livable nowhere near livable that is unreal so they're yeah. they're offering in some places what three times minimum wages yep wow to work at target yeah i mean good wow. for them that's I, awesome i think what it is, is they're just struggling to find people but that's a like you know, you can struggle I mean, to find people and go another two to three dollars an hour. You don't have to triple minimum wage. I mean, hey, screw the trades. Just go work at Target. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, seems like it. Really. Um, but the other thing that you mentioned in the fake sponsor there, which of course we have to touch on, is the fact that last week's episode we recorded the one and only day where Sean Avery was 
potentially going to rejoin a professional sports league. Um, the, yeah, that lasted, what, one day? Uh, yeah, so we found out the morning that we recorded that Sean Avery had uh, signed a PTO with the Orlando Solar Bears of the ECHL. Uh, we then found out shortly after we released the episode that he had also been released from his contract. So uh, that never came to fru- fruition. Fruition? Fruition. Yeah, you got it. Fruition? Way to go, buddy. Words That's a down. good word. <laughs> yeah, it was a big one. I got to start I, keeping track to... of when I use these right. Start? Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> Google? <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised they even signed Sean Avery for the freaking day. Like, <laughs> what what good was going to come out of that? Publicity, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. they sold a couple extra jerseys. You shouldn't need publicity <laughs> for that, though. They have cool jerseys. Have you guys seen them? Oh, yeah. They have, like, a polar bear wearing sunglasses with a sun behind him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's gangster. And, hey, it wasn't a polar bear. It's a solar bear. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was the totally real animal, the yeah. solar bear. Yeah. Native to Florida, <laughs> because of course, yeah, big bear country down there. Yeah, Solar we, we love Florida over here. Yeah, of course we do. Um, anyway, if that wasn't enough convincing for you to sponsor us, I don't know what is. Uh, so if you are looking to sponsor us, you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can always find us on social media at Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which... We can be found at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Vancouver Boys underscore. What? Underscore. Well, wait a minute. Why are we at Vancouver Boys underscore? Because Vancouver Boys Podcast is too long to be a Twitter handle. So we got rid of the word podcast and put in an underscore. <laughs> okay. And honestly, we've been we've been really active on Twitter lately. So come check us out. Yeah. Tyler retweets the most random <laughs> shit. <laughs> No, dude, I've, I've been all over Twitter over the last Tyler week. goes on his own account, tweets hot takes, and then retweets them with <laughs> our account. His burner account. <laughs> and he's like, yo, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to be in trouble for this one. Our, our Twitter page is just a hype page for Tyler's Twitter page. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. of that. great self-promotion baby yeah all right well um this is about the time where we jump into the canucks news so uh let, let's start off with that calgary flames game because that was something fun to watch wasn't it though <laughs> horvat got two goals Pedersen got two goals and miller got two goals yeah but i think even though they scored that many goals the standout was still somehow yuho lamico yeah, no, he was unreal. He had a three-point night. Yeah. That's a lot for a fourth liner, mm-hmm. right? That whole line has been unreal. Mm-hmm. Mott, Lamico, Highmore, they've been fun to watch. They grind, they score, they they do everything. What are they calling that line? The motto line. <laughs> As a play on the lotto line, which is no longer in existence. Yeah. Call them the motto line. Yeah. I love it. I mean, Honestly, um, I think I think it's safe to say that we won that UL Levy trade. Just with Yuho Lamico. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how Oli Ulevi is doing in Florida, but yeah, I mean, it's Not pretty well. hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't you, think he's consistently in the lineup. He, funny enough, his injury has kept plaguing him as he's been out of the lineup with injury a lot. They've barely gotten to see him. Really, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I feel bad for him because really that's not his fault. He mm-hmm. just tends to be very injury prone. 
You yeah. got to think what that did to his development, right? Been there. He's got to drink more milk. Yeah, Jake. What? <laughs> drink more milk. <laughs> what you tell me? Yeah, drink you said more you, milk. You said you've been there. Well, you didn't yeah, drink yeah. enough milk. I, okay. Clearly, that's the problem. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Clearly, a jug of milk a day is the solution. A jug <laughs> of milk a day. Two liters of milk a day. <laughs> nah, four. Oh, <laughs> wow. The big jugs. The big oh. jugs. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Vancouver Boys advice. Big jugs. A day. <laughs> Every day, big jugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big so, okay, jugs keep the doctor away. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to touch on on that whole model line thing you're talking about because even though, yeah, it was really great, they've, they've been playing really well, it, uh, it recently uh, ran into some troubles against uh, the New Jersey Devils. Well, the whole team seemed to run into problems <laughs> against them. Yeah. I don't think they were the biggest problem, though. I mean, the... F- I talked about this before that the first two goals I don't put on Halak. Those were not his fault. One of them was a two on one. Uh, the other one was just a really good goal. Both of which were created by giveaways by our own defensemen, OEL and surprise, surprise, Tyler Myers. No. Yeah. Believe it or not, he made a horrible giveaway in his own zone with a blind pass, ended up in the back of our net. I ain't buying it. <laughs> Myers would never do that. Come on. No. The best defenseman in the league. Oh, no one chance. of the highest paid. <laughs> anyway, uh, so those two goals I didn't blame Halak for. The problem is that in the next eight shots, he allowed four more goals. Those I did blame him for. And clearly so did the coach because he got yanked. Yeah. Again, in the first period. Second. Oh, okay. sorry. No, that's right. That's right. They did put him out to start the second. Yeah. And then quickly yanked him. Yeah, after they scored three more goals. <laughs> No, it, yeah. it, it was it was embarrassing. It it at this point, why is Spencer Knight not being called up? Because he's in Florida. You're right. That's a good point. Because <laughs> uh, they'd have to they have to move a few pieces to get Spencer Knight. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> the Spencer who I wanted in net uh, is actually Spencer Martin. Right. That is my mistake. <laughs> I. <laughs> The wrong Spencer. Why are all these Spencers becoming goalies? What's yeah. going on? And I think it's so funny that like the one, I think he played two games for the Canucks this year and yep. one of them was against Spencer Knight. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Anyway. We were at that game. We were. Yeah. Man, that feels like an eternity ago, but yeah. It was a really fun game. It went to overtime and that was the game where like all the Canucks were sidelined with COVID scares. Yeah, we like, had like two thirds COVID. of our roster in. Yeah. All of our goalies were missing, except, except for, for, for Spencer Knight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and, and he almost carried us to win that game. Yeah, he did. The team let him down there. And I think that's why a lot of Canucks fans are really high on him because, you know, obviously Halak has really been letting them down. Um, so, yeah, why not give the guy a chance? You know, maybe he's earned it. I think he has. If it weren't for that stint up here, I wouldn't really know that much about him. But he did so well. He, in a sense, put the team on his back. You know, we don't. We need that. We need that bad. Well, look at Demko. Demko's been our back, and then when we put Halak in, the other team usually scores at least six goals a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's been it's been upsetting. It's too bad because it's kind of our second backup goalie in a row that's gone this way, where we've taken an old vet who's kind of going from being a starter to being a backup. We had Holtby and now uh, Halak, and it's just maybe, it's, maybe the answer is getting a younger guy. Maybe the answer is getting a goalie whose last name doesn't start with an H. 
Yep, that's the problem. I think you're definitely right. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the alphabetical order of their last names. Yeah. Black, I know, I'm trying to H. think of a third goalie with a last name that starts with H. Hudobin starts with a K. Hellebuck. Yeah, yes. There you go. There's one. Stay far away from Connor Hellebuck. Garbage goal. <laughs> yeah, on the cutting block, apparently. Or the trade block, apparently. <laughs> is he? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but Pro- probably is. not. Well, you know who else's last name starts with an H who might be in trouble? Is Nils Hoaglander. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux hates this guy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't play him at all. In the post-game media, he's not afraid to rip on him pretty hard. Uh, I believe his quote after the last one was, I don't know why this guy finds it so hard to be impactful. That's a pretty harsh thing for a coach to say about a player, especially a 21-year-old. 21 years old, and the coach is that hard on him? Damn. Well, that's honestly, that's surprising because, like, over the last couple years, when you look at work ethic, he's been a difference maker. But honestly, this year, things have been a little different. Could be because of the coaching, but uh, I guess I can kind of see where he's coming from this year. But still, uh, yeah, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I, I I do think Hoaglander is someone who would have benefited last year from some time in the minors. But honestly, the team wasn't deep enough to send him down. We needed him up here. And he didn't really have that gradual um, ascent to the NHL. He was kind of just thrown into the deep end. So maybe this is a result of that. It's just a bit of a sophomore slump. But I have to say, almost every player we've had over the last little while, or every really good rookie, has gone through that. Besser had a horrible sophomore slump. I believe Horvat had one a bit. Pedersen had one. Hughes, not so much. Uh, but I think this is just Hoaglander's version of that. I think he's just having a sophomore slump. And I, I think he'll be fine. I just really hope they don't trade this kid, because I, I think he could be something really special for us. The only thing I would be okay is if they traded Hoaglander with, like, I don't know, maybe a bigger player. Tyler Myers? For a huge return. Like a bigger vertical player? Like a Pedersen for Wierenski and Line A. (laughs) Dude, dude, Line A is hot right now, right? Line A is lighting the lamp. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what he gets paid to do, right? Like, that is what Line A is there for. Yeah. Yeah, Hoaglander, Besser, and Myers for Wierenski, Line A, and that's it. It's a great trade. I disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, just one more thing I wanted to touch on with uh, in regards to Canucks news. And it's not really news. It's more of an opinion. Oh, boy. Why the hell? No, no. This isn't as bad as most of my okay. opinions. Why oh the boy. hell? Just <laughs> let me. <laughs> Why the hell? Oh, here we go. Fucking one more time, I quit the podcast. I swear to God. Goddamn. I waited that time, too. I outweighted you. Let's hear it. Go on. Why the hell is the skate jersey in the closet? Why do we not use it? They brought it out against Calgary, and it looked so clean, especially because Calgary's kind of gone back to their retro jerseys, too. It looked like a game out of the 90s, and 90s jerseys were better. Just blanket statement, sweeping, I know I'm right. 90s jerseys were <laughs> oh better. God. So why Standard is this... Standard jer- Marcus Keller take. I know I'm right. <laughs> I am. I am. And none of you can prove me wrong. <laughs> so what I say is why are they not using this jersey? And my theory is Aquilini is just too cheap 
to repaint the arena and go back to the old color coding, which is the red and yellow and black. Because that is a bit of a harsh change from blue, green, and white. But this is one of the nicest jerseys in NHL history. We have it, and we choose not to use it. It drives me nuts. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Demko's gear looked unreal in it too. So, Yeah, the Kirk McLean throwback with all the gear and stuff. It was really cool to see. Yeah, honestly, that's the background picture on my phone right now. Is it really? <laughs> finally, yeah, I finally changed it from the uh, the one that comes with the Apple phones. You bitch. <laughs> you know what? Screenshot your lock screen. We'll put that on the Instagram story the day of release. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the thing I heard about the uh, the black skate jerseys, I was watching the game, and I think they might have brought some guy in at the intermission where he talked about it. And it was part of the reason why goalies don't like the black jerseys and the black gear is because it makes them stand out in the net. And it makes the net look a lot more visible. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? The, like the contrast, like a lighter color? Yeah, like the contrast of the pads and the gear and the jersey to the actual net makes it really easy for players to quickly look at the net and see where the net is. Versus if you're wearing lighter colors, the goalie kind of blends in with the netting more. Clearly didn't work for Calgary. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, it did up until the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, right, where... Right. They made it seven to one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I really see that, though, because think about like the jersey we wear now are like a dark royal blue. It's not really like the mesh on the netting is blending in with that. You know, I kind of feel like if it's a darker color anyway, it might as well be black. I, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Well, <clears throat> I guess speaking of uh, Aquilini being a goof and, uh, and not wanting to use these jerseys, let's... Uh... Let's throw it over to Jake for the uh, goof of the week. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment of the show, The Biggest Goof of the Week. This is where I find a story in the sports world involving a player, coach, team, organization, franchise, or what have you, and I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, Biggest Goof of the Week is the Nashville Predators. Yeah! <laughs> I've kind of been banking for so long. <laughs> Um, and I think you guys might even be surprised with, with the direction I go with this. So uh, this week, uh, the Nashville Predators retired Pekka Rene's jersey number. And that's not a goof. That, that was amazing. I love that they did that. Very well deserving of that honor. And the Pretty night, goofy if you ask me. Yeah, I bet if you ask you. I can't even can get his jersey retired. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it was a wonderful uh, presentation. You know, such a such a great job, wonderful job by the franchise and all the players alike. Um, I'm sure he had an awesome night. They ended up winning the game, which was cool too. Um, but it was, I think, it was after the game they came out and they said, "But we're not done there. We're not just going to retire your number and hang it up in the rafters. Oh no, we're going to construct a statue of bronze and put it outside of our arena." And for me. That's just going way too far. He was a phenomenal goalie. The first number to get retired, not quite worth a statue. Biggest goof of the week, the Nashville Predators. I, I was going to ask your take on that, honestly, because the, the Canucks have started doing statues only in about the last decade or so. In their 40th anniversary season, they put up a statue of Roger Nielsen, who famously waved a white towel on his stick and started the playoff tradition that's mm -hmm. in just about every sport I can think of. Mm -hmm. um, and then they built one of Pat Quinn a few years later. But you don't really hear of a lot of statues getting built. That's not like a common thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they're pretty permanent and kind of big. So if you put one down, it's going to be there for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Especially one the size of Peck and Rennie. <laughs> Are you alluding to the fact that if they add one next to him, it'll look goofy? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I Unless mean, if they, they put it like six six. Yeah, and they put the child next to him. They're going to do a statue of UC Soros next. It's just going to be yeah. sitting in Pecorine's shadow. Yeah. <laughs> or they're going to construct Pecorine's trophy where he's like leaning over, and then in like 20 years, they'll just add UC Soros under his elbow. So he's like leaning <laughs> on him. <laughs> so you think not quite worth the statue then? Yeah, I mean, like, and you know what? Even if, like, they had done this 10 years down the road, maybe, right? Like, you know, he, like, he was a super impactful goalie, right? And even just figure for the team. He was drafted by the team, developed by the team, played for the team, right? Like, he was a Nashville Predator from beginning to end. Yeah. He took him to the Cup Finals. He won a Vesna. Like, it makes sense that this guy got his number retired. It makes sense that he is a figure in Nashville sports, and he will be forever. However... I still don't think it's right to give him a statue this early. You know, if if maybe 10, 15, 20 years down the line, you want to revisit that, and maybe he's deserving of a trophy or a, uh, a statue then, mm. then go for it. But this early, it just seems kind of weird to me. Well, I mean, that's just the that's just what you got to do when you don't have a whole lot to cheer about, you know? <laughs> Come on. When has Nashville <laughs> ever been known to over-celebrate their achievements? I'm not touching that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I always, I I get where you're coming from. Like all the statues that Vancouver has right now are actually of, or that the Canucks have are of coaches who've passed away. Mm -hmm. Right. And Roger Nielsen, again, he sparked a tradition across every sport in North America. That's, that's, that's reason enough for a statue. Pat Quinn did literally everything for the Canucks but goaltend. Mm-hmm. He was a defenseman. He was an assistant coach, a coach, a scout, a GM. I, I feel like I'm missing some positions, mm-hmm. but he did everything for this team. Mm-hmm. So I totally see why they did one for him, again, after he'd passed. But you got to think, the most iconic Vancouver sports p- person or people ever are probably the Sedin twins. You're not going to find a more iconic pair of athletes than that. We don't have anything for them. And I don't think there's anyone clamoring for a trophy for the Sedins. Or, sorry, yeah, a, statue. a statue. I keep saying trophy, yeah, I, but I mean statue. Yeah. yeah. No, right. I, I think, you, I mean, it'd be cool to do something eventually. Mm-hmm. But again, they retired, what, four seasons ago? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you kind of wait a little while just for that to, for that retirement to marinate, I'll say. Sure. And while they're back with the team now, right? Exactly. Like they work for the team. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird to build a statue of guys that theoretically in the future we could end up firing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they could end up becoming co-GMs or GM and president. Yeah. And then one day someone's going to have to come in because the team will get good and get bad again mm-hmm. and say, ah, sorry, you've been relieved of your duties. Yeah. Enjoy your statue that we built seven years ago outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but hey, if, if they do make statues of the Sedins, they could go to the designer. They could get a deal because they only have to do one design. They just 3D then, print another yeah, one. Copy and paste yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a money saver. Yeah. You know, there's just one more point on this whole thing that I wanted to uh, to drop just before we move on. And it's just that, how would you feel if you were David Poyle in this situation? You know what I mean? David Poyle has been the one and only GM of the National Predators since they since their inception in 1997. He's been there for, over tw- for almost 25 Wait, years. Wait, he's been their GM the whole time? Yeah. They've never had another GM. They didn't. They didn't have a. They, okay, their starting GM was David Poyle, and their starting coach in nineteen well nineteen ninety eight was their first season. 
was uh, Barry Trotz. And, th- and that tandem didn't change until I think it was 2013, in and around then. Yeah. That's got to be some kind of a record, right? Uh, I don't know. Like, but, yeah. think about it. Vancouver is, what, three times as old as Nashville, if not a little bit more? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Okay. Their longest serving GM was Pat Quinn. And even that was like nine years, I think. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the reason why I'm like, okay, it might be time for a change. Uh, Cause you know, it's been 25 years that he's been with the <laughs> time team. Time to get a fresh set of eyes on yeah, this. Yeah, right. But I mean, like when you think about it and this could be a detriment to them as well. They've never been as bad as like the worst team in the league, right? Like they've never had the first overall pick. Um, they're they're always usually either in the mix or just outside the the playoffs. They never really have had like a terrible season, other than when they picked fourth overall. But that was a bit of an outlier. Yeah, but Poyle wouldn't be the first guy to get fired for mediocrity, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe they should give him a statue. That that's my whole point, right? Is like mm. if anyone was deserving of a statue in Nashville, it was him. And you know, like he's also in his mid to late seventies, I think. And, you know, I just think that if he had a statue, it, you know, let him see it, you know, because he's not going to be around for a lot longer, you know, just based on he's a human being. Yeah. Um, and and well-deserving of one in Nashville. So, I don't know. I think, uh, I just think, yeah, bit of, bit of a goof move by the Nashville Predators. And, uh, and yeah, they're the biggest goof of the week. Well, you want to hear something else that's kind of goofy? Always. So I was watching the St. Louis Blues New York Rangers game and Ivan Barbashev came down the wing and sniped top corner and then did the Statue of Liberty pose. What? Yep. <laughs> Wait, Ivan Barbashev, a Russian-born player. Yeah, who plays for the Blues in the Rangers home rink. MSG. Did the Statue of Liberty pose. <laughs> <laughs> That is a bold move. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, speaking of the whole Russian situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got a little worse yeah. thanks to Barbashev. That, honestly, that yeah. whole situation reminds me of the Anisimov play. Do you guys remember that? When Anisimov scored and turned facing the goalie and just fucking unloaded with his, like, yes. his gun celly. That just reminds yeah, but me. But didn't of he that. get clobbered after that? Yeah, well, but Dustin Bufflin was on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I don't think Ryan Reeves was on the ice for this one. Yeah, I'm all for the gun celebration. I think it's a cool one, but you don't point it at the goalie. Like <laughs> yeah. you skate out to center and do that. Point it at the yeah. rafters or something. Yeah. You don't look at the yeah, goalie point- you just sniped on. <laughs> Give him the old finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it wasn't like he did like a little kind of like pew pew. He no, took I the know. He, he did the stick bazooka and just unloaded yeah. like a hundred times at the net. <laughs> I love it though. Like, yeah, it's a cool celly. Oh, just yeah. don't do it at the goalie. Yeah, dude, Russians have the best cellies. Think about it, Yakupov, Ovechkin. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, they, they're just so passionate about yeah. scoring goals. I love that. That's so awesome. The NHL needs more players with the passion that these Russian players have for scoring. I just, I love it. Yeah, I agree. You know, I always thought that, like, especially in Vancouver, no one ever celebrates after a goal here. JT Miller sure does. Not that much, though. He just kind of skates up to the board. Sometimes he slams his hands on them. Pedersen's the worst. He just kind of pulls his fists together and goes, yeah. And, like, that's it. 
I want to see people get down on one knee and slide back up to the blue line. That's awesome. I love seeing mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I want to see more of it. It it makes the game more exciting. You know, I don't find it to be gloating or anything. I think it's awesome. I think the only time they should sell you that hard is when it's like eight nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you, you want like the most meaningful goal ever to be like, yeah, whatever, fist bump the bench. Yeah. But if you're just annihilating a team nine zip, yeah. you want to see him slide from one goal line to the other one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I want to see all the players jump the boards. Yeah. <laughs> Skating to the blue line and doing the like canoe selling. <laughs> Get the whole team on board. Oh man, that'd yeah. be hilarious. Do one of those like those team soccer sellies where everyone yeah. gets, there's like a bo- they're all bowling pins and the one guy yeah. Yeah. or like uh in football when the defense gets like a an interception or something, they all run down to the other team's end zone. Yeah. And then they just like pose for a picture or something. Yeah, those are dope. <laughs> I love that. I do too. I, I wish hockey would have more of that. <laughs> I get it though. It's supposed to be like a humble thing, like you just you know. So, oh, you're above that. Whatever. No, you're not above that. It's exciting as hell. Yeah. You scored a goal in the National Hockey League. Yeah. You'll do something. Also, this has been my point with with like professional sports for so long, but most specifically the NHL. It is an entertainment business. Yes. They're in the business to entertain. I get it. You want to keep the game classy because it's you know it's got all this you know history of being you know professional yeah, and sportsmanship and exactly work. which is like that is important i will oh, give sure. you that when a team loses in the playoffs i think it is it is amazing that they still do the handshake because mm-hmm. they you know like I, I love that however when a goal is scored when a fight happens when there is something that fans are cheering for i want to see that same emotion if not more emotion in the players as well and it just feels like there's a bit of a stranglehold on players right now that like they don't feel that liberty to go out there and act like that and behave like that because they've been told their whole lives that it's not okay. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe Russian born players weren't told that. I don't know, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe we need to kind of loosen up the grip on players. They, yeah. They come over and don't speak any English. So they just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. <laughs> The coach is like, you can't do that. And the Russian player's looking back at him going, yeah. <laughs> no idea what he just said. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's getting, he's just hyping him up even yeah, more. energy. <laughs> Sit the fuck down, you're benched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russian oh, player God. goes up, starts rattling the gate. Light change, light change. <laughs> 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 never had this oh. much adrenaline in my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coach is like yanking him by the collar and he's like yeah let's go <laughs> like, you better hold me back I'm an animal yeah. <laughs> oh, oh boy gone off the rails what the (laughs) hell is this now i i can't even control this he just Um, (laughs) rips free the coach gets on the ice and just like charges straight at the biggest guy and jumps into him (laughs) oh Oh, boy what 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 are we supposed to be talking about uh yeah i don't know we're 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 taking we're taking this back to uh the media and ovechkin there Okay, um, sure. Because, yeah, <laughs> that seems like a seamless transition. Yeah. 
Now, did, did you guys see like the questions and the way people were asking him about about the situation in Russia and stuff? Yeah, there's a bit of an elephant in the room with the whole Russian thing, and, and we definitely should touch on that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was quite disappointed, honestly. Like, you know, it's one thing that, you know, they put him up on the podium and they all ask him, you know, do you denounce Vladimir Putin? Do you feel that? Do you feel that? And his response to pretty much everything was just, I don't want war. I want peace. Yeah. Right. And I think that's all he can say. And he was torn to shreds for this. Mm-hmm. People are saying he could have used his voice to lend a helping hand to these poor Ukrainians and he's let them down and all, all these things. I couldn't believe that. You well, know, the, like people have to realize what's going to happen to Ovechkin when he goes back to Russia, if he says, yeah, screw Putin. Like, if he starts flaming Vladimir Putin and, like, saying anything bad and he goes back to Russia, like, he's going to be disciplined for sure. Well, not not only that. You know, people were even saying, oh, you know, he could just stay here if he feels that way. What about his family that lives there? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. there's things he doesn't have control over. And I was just, I was honestly quite appalled by the hockey media that they would do that to such a star. Yeah. You know, or to anyone really. He didn't deserve that. This wasn't his fault. Yeah, I mean like I don't I don't recognize any of the reporters that were asking him those questions. So I'm not totally going to go after hockey media cuz this is just a like you know what I mean? This is just yeah, the true. media, right? Like he is he is arguably the most famous Russian celebrity there is. And despite the fact that he is that big um star in, in Russia, it's important to know that, yeah, he is still a human being with a family. And, you know, even if, which I'm sure he is against the invasion of, of Ukraine, he cannot come out and say that. And for them to continually just poke him and poke him and poke him and try to get that headline out of him. Disgusting. Yeah. Honestly, they should, they should be fired. (laughs) No, like I'm serious. It's, it's not good for the game. It's, it's not good for the star players. Like, to put him up on on a podium and just rip him to shreds and yeah. and try and tear him down and make him say something that he's going to regret for the rest of his career. Exactly. Yeah, it could ruin the guy's life. <clears throat> yeah. No. Exactly. So the, and, no, and they're trying to fish it out of him. Exactly. That's what what's disgusting in the whole thing. And I don't know if you guys heard, but this has been well, similar things are are happening to uh, Russian players all over the NHL. I don't know if you guys heard about Andrei Svechnikov. But um, Martinuk had to come out in defense of him when he didn't do anything, right? Yeah. It's just he was getting assaulted by people just for being Russian. And they and Martinuk came out and said, well, if, if anyone tries anything or anyone says anything, you know, every single guy on this team has his back. And as they should. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, it's it's a really sensitive topic. It's really hard for us to talk about. And and the, the just the only point that I feel comfortable making on it is just that these hockey players are hockey players. They're not politicians. They're not KGB. Yeah. <laughs> they are hockey players. And uh, they don't want to talk about the situation any more than I think anyone else does. Yeah. No, no I, that's fair. I'd agree. It's also just been upsetting to see some uh, hockey league's responses to this, that they're just choosing to ban Russians from upcoming drafts. And yeah, just, I mean, I feel like at this point, it's not helping anymore. You know, I feel like this is just punishing mostly very young people for things that they didn't do and have no control over. Mm-hmm. It's been hard to see that. You know, I get that, you know, taking away that they're not going to host the World mm-hmm. Juniors yeah. anymore. Like, stuff like that makes sense. 
but you're going to blanket ban them from drafts? Yeah. You know, that that's not right. Yeah, and, and on the topic of the World Juniors, you know, obviously the, uh, the World Juniors have uh, banned the Russian team from participating. And to me, you're right. That just it takes away from the young players who don't have anything to do with this. I get it. You're trying to... You're trying to use the voice and the power that you have to do something about it. And also, there was immense pressure on them to, to make this decision. So I don't entirely blame the IHF. That being said, I think there actually would have been a compromise here. And that's to let them compete uh, similar to the way Russian athletes were competing in the Olympics. Yeah, just not under the flag. Exactly. Under some sort of, you know, world junior champion athlete team. Yeah, you exactly. You know what I mean? Like, just give, yeah. them, give them some some way to compete because um, you know especially considering the fact that Matvey Michkov is going to be in the next world juniors for sure and most likely the one after that as well mm-hmm. and um, and yeah it's just it's it's really sad to see that they're the ones or they are some of the people that are suffering from this backlash on that side of the debate yeah no I agree get get rid of the like get rid of Russians hosting for sure but let the kids play right um with that being said though i think it's about time that we uh we throw it into break and uh come back with some uh some more news and uh more exciting stuff to talk about after the break right after a word from our fake sponsor This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Target Canada. Much like Sean Avery's time with the Orlando Solar Bears, it was short and confusing. Target, the same as Zeller's, but everything costs three or four dollars more. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everybody. Um, we got some very, very, very sad news for for our listeners this week. Evander Kane. Or P.K. Subban. <laughs> or P.K. Subban. We are retiring that segment. So uh, we, we need a moment of silence here. Well, it's a podcast. No, we can't do <laughs> yeah, we that. Really, yeah. <laughs> That's literally the worst thing we could do. <laughs> if anything, it should be a moment of euphoria because, like, yeah, we finally don't have to talk about these clowns anymore. You know what? I gotta say, it, with all those sound buttons, I love I love hitting that womp womp wah like every time we get to them. But I gotta hand it to them. I think they've earned this. They've gone two weeks in a row without doing anything. So not only are we getting rid of the segment. We're going to give him one of these. Phenomenal job, guys. Well done, gentlemen. Two whole weeks without humiliating yourselves. That yeah. has got to be some kind of a new record. In the last six to eight months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. That is insane. Oh, what a run. Yeah. What a run indeed. I'm going to miss these. Me too. You know, made Seems a lot like of memories it. here. Exactly. <laughs> it feels like a... I know. It's, it's almost like, what do we do after the break now? Like... Yeah. We almost are going to need like a new recurring thing eventually stay tuned yeah we'll come up with something oh we always do but you know it'll just something will happen you know yeah it just you don't force these things you just have to let them happen to you (laughs) are you about to propose season two (laughs) 
Season two. <laughs> We're in season yeah. two. Yeah, no, season two of that of that segment. You right, know, yeah. Could come yeah, back. He'll, right. he'll do some batshit crazy thing again, and we'll just have to bring <laughs> yeah, it back around. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. This definitely doesn't keep either of them off of this podcast. When yeah. there is Evander Kane news, we will be here to break it. Or PK Subban. It just won't be right after the break. I mean, it probably will be. Yeah, I know. There's a good chance it could be, actually. <laughs> it just won't be every single episode exactly. anymore. So, all right. All right. <laughs> well, that, that's enough of Andrew Kane and PK Subban talk. Mm-hmm. The um, let's let's throw things over to uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah, no, that's another thing we don't <laughs> do here. What is this episode? No. Yeah. No, trust me. They just played the Buffalo Sabers this week and lost five to one. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and this. This is right after almost blowing a seven-goal lead or whatever <laughs> when they won 10-7 against yeah. Detroit. This also comes within the same week and a half where they lost to Montreal and Columbus, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Man, you know what? I, I just checked my clock. It is that time of the year where the wheels just fall off for this team. <laughs> yeah. You could set a clock to this. Yeah. It was like two years to the day of the David Ayers game. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like the three-quarter mark of the season. Oh, time for an utter collapse <laughs> against the worst teams in the league. Their confidence just gets destroyed, and they just, like you said, they fall apart. Yeah. Well, like the, the funniest thing, because in an earlier episode, we were talking about how Toronto always gets the easiest back-to-backs and, and whatnot. Yep. Well, yeah. the the like the back-to-back that they had was Montreal-Columbus, and they lost both of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, that is rough. And uh, their next game is against the Canucks, so hopefully... Really? Hopefully we can keep this trend going. Uh, oh. Yeah, the Canucks play the... Right, I don't want to talk about it because of the release date of this episode. But on... no, no, the Canucks play them on Saturday. Right, yeah, yeah. So just talk about the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's right. The Canucks do play them on Saturday. It is, you guessed it, a four p.m. start, which is fair though because it's in Toronto. But just it would have been the same time if it was in Vancouver, <laughs> right? They're really going to have a ten p.m. start in Toronto. No. <laughs> um, and and, go ahead. and the really funny thing is after they play the Canucks they jump right into a back-to-back of Columbus and then Seattle. Oh my! God. And then their two games after that are the Coyotes and Sabres again. So they're like, probably going to lose all four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all bad teams. That's the thing, though, is like they're being handed this on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. They should be able to win the next six or seven games in a row, mm-hmm. right? But that's the crazy thing is you know they're going to lose at least two of those. You would hope. You, no, I know. I know <laughs> these things. You always say that. Like, right, you, yeah. you, you know, you just think that. No, I don't. I know some stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, like, it, it begs to be asked, like, why is this team having these struggles this year? And I know you're probably just going to say, oh, because they're the Leafs. But, like, you can look a little bit closer. Like, you can watch the games and you can see where their collapse is starting from. And where is it? The goaltending. But that's crazy because I kept seeing Jack Campbell on all these Vezina lists. What do you mean he's the problem? Well, I'm not going to say he's the only problem. The defense isn't isn't really helping him out too much. The goaltending's kind of gotten a little stagnant. They've been playing a lot more of Peter Mrazek as well, and that seems to not be working. So I, I think it's a a bunch of things, but the offense seems to be scoring here and there, 
the defense seems to be struggling considering their the amount of goals against they're they're giving up to these not so great teams. Yeah, and Jack Campbell's numbers, they don't look that good. Since January 5th, he's 5-2 and 1 with an 873 save percentage and a 3.6 goals against. Oh. It, those are brutal numbers, but the number that surprises me the most there is the record. He's 5-2 and 1 with those terrible of numbers. Yeah. Well, I mean Toronto did put up 10 goals for in one of the games. Yeah. Still though, like that's yeah. That's still incredible though for him to be able to stay at that record despite having those kind of numbers because usually when you see a team with goaltending struggling as much as they are, they they don't have a record like that. Just goes to show how much effort was put into that offense and just the rest of the team completely um neglected neglected. Yeah, and the problem is Mrazek isn't much better for them. He's been playing awful too. They're uh, they're going to need to score themselves out of problems. Yeah. That's well, the only way this team's going to win anything. Well, did you see what their solution to this problem was? They went out and got a goalie. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I, I do know who it is, and I was going to ask you your thoughts on it because I know you have some opinions on this goaltender. Uh, they went out and acquired Carter Hutton, from the Arizona Coyotes for future considerations. Jake, what oh are your thoughts on Carter Hutton? For a little bit of context here, Carter Hutton was the backup goaltender in Nashville. Uh, before... And then the backup goaltender in St. Louis. That's correct. They should make a statue for him. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, that's the first time that joke's going to be made, but not the last. Um, basically, I just want to give you a rundown of his brief history, before what, how we got to this point, okay? How we so, got to him getting dealt to the Leafs for yes, futures. Yes. Okay. Because he was in Nashville as the backup, and he played atrociously, but his numbers were okay because they were decent they were they were kind of at the beginning of their curve they were just before they started um that their run to the playoffs in 2017 i think he might have been the backup that year um but, but either he way he had yeah. a team that would bail him out of exactly problems. he was on a good defensive team where he was a terrible goalie so he had decent numbers uh then after that he got or he they didn't resign him to a contract thank god and he went to the blues as a backup that was the year that i believe they won the cup right tyler no he was he was there um, backing up Jake Allen. Okay, all right. So, so he left Nashville for St. Louis in free agency, and when he was in St. Louis, he actually played really well. But that being said, he had a good team in front of him. This was one or two years removed of when they won the cup, right? Mm. So he played, you know, well. This then pivoted him into an awesome contract, at least for him, with the Buffalo Sabers. And that is where things went off the rails. He was the starting goalie for when they had those atrocious seasons two or three years ago. Um, and and like I said, just just abysmal. He went from being the starter to the backup to a fringe to basically being out of the league. Um, then I believe he was traded to Arizona. He may have left in free agency. I can't remember exactly. But then he ended up in Arizona. Wasn't even getting the start. Injuries had him in and out of the lineup. Uh, and then now he was picked up by Toronto for Futures. Here's the biggest issue with Carter Hutton that I have. In 2013, maybe 2014, he made one cool save. What do you mean a cool save? You know those saves where like a goalie is just down and out and he just like 
throws a leg out or a stick or a, but like he throws an appendage out and he somehow saves the puck. Yeah, like a desperado save. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> don't. I was doing everything in my power to not fucking say that. But why don't you like that saying? We've been over it. this. It's because because it's John, a desperation save. It, it John Garrett's an idiot and he didn't know what a desperation save was, so he called it a desperado and it just oh god, it makes me cringe. Do not speak ill oh, of John god. Garrett. I oh, love I will. that man. He needs to retire. They need to replace him. And they not have so, a chance. They have so many good options. They have so many players in their catalog that they could bring in and replace him. But with. he's good at it. No, he's not. I like him. He's not. I like he him. He rambles. He only talks about goalies. He is he's, you need in, a goalie he's guy. incapable of having a normal conversation with the play-by-play guy. He annoys him. No, he's he just, doesn't. I no. could go off about John Garrett. I can't stand him, and they need to replace him. Anyway. Tabling that. For now. Yeah. We'll get it. <laughs> so... Carter Hutton made one of these saves, right? Where he was down and out and the puck got shot towards the net and he just flung his the uh, the paddle of a stick around mm-hmm. and he cleared it off the net, right? Okay. It was on every highlight reel for a year. It was on plays of the year, blah, blah, blah. It was the only thing you ever saw of Nashville goaltending. Meanwhile, Pekka Rinne was having a career year <laughs> and this is the fucking thing you see out of Nashville and it's Carter Hutton. And he was a he was garbage. He, he didn't even keep them in any of the games he played in. He was just he only played against bad teams because because they couldn't trust him against anyone else. Right. Anyway, I just have like a vendetta against Carter Hutton. <laughs> and now he's a leaf. And now I yeah, I <laughs> which can, makes him just so much easier to hate. Exactly. I really hope he gets. Actually, into games, I should though. point out he's not a leaf. He's a Marley. But, <laughs> oh wait, is he's he with a, the team? He's a road runner. He's an Arizona Roadrunner, which is the affiliate team right, so, for the Coyotes right, because so, his family lives there. So Toronto owns his rights, but they're allowing him to play for the Arizona team. Exactly. I see. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, he has well, fallen uh, that far. Oh, boy. Well, another stat that I saw, it was um, as of February 27th, Matthews, Marner, and Tavares have a combined 170 points this year. Okay. Jesus, that, that seems they, like a lot. And they make $33.5 million combined. McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins have 186 points, and they make almost $10 million less <laughs> combined. $26 million. And McDavid makes like 12 so that is insane. Mm-hmm. That just shows how much this team is putting into their offense. Yeah, no kidding. Like that is almost half their salary cap between three players. Yeah, it's it's not feasible to build a team that way. It just isn't, right? Look at both of them. One's a perennial choker, the other one's a perennial choker in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> so they're just, you know, you can't construct a team that way. It just doesn't work. I wouldn't say I blame Dubas though, because he's getting all these high first round picks earlier, right? They turned into Nylander and Marner and Matthews. And you have to pay guys like that or they will leave, right? That's the bottom line. So I, I don't blame them for that. But, man, they just they need to free up money somewhere because mm-hmm. they need to invest in their goaltending and defense. They have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny enough, I've actually got a piece of Leafs news I want to bring up. And I just oh, found this boy. funny because I feel like I'm also getting a reputation as being kind of the Jersey guy. I just bring up jerseys all the time. No, no, no. You're the stats guy. Right. I'm the stats guy. <laughs> and the maths guy. No, no. no t- we, didn't I'm we make Tyler the, the ma- names guy? Oh, right. Names. You're the names guy. What are you? What do you do? I'm, I'm just a guy. <laughs> He's just the guy. He's just not that guy. 
Okay. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm making a run at becoming the Jersey guy too. Trust me, not that guy. <laughs> not that guy, pal. <laughs> yeah, you bring up jerseys every week on this podcast. I enjoy it. I like it. It's just always something I've been kind of like interested in. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, th- this is where it comes back to Toronto. Is Justin Bieber and almost more uh, interestingly, Martha 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 Stewart. Yeah, Martha Stewart have leaked a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Okay. So how this happened is, I'm not sure who posted it, but Justin Bieber and Martha Stewart were just, you know, out and about, just oh chilling. Oh, God. And uh, as apparently they do together. Now, it is not uncommon at all to see Justin Bieber repping the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is quite normal. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I just pulled up the picture and Jake's having his reaction to that. Uh, Justin Bieber looks like... <laughs> he looks he, like his, his mom dressed him for the beach. I was going to say that. He he <laughs> looks like he just made a stop at Baby Gap on his way to go hang out with Martha Stewart. <laughs> um, and then he... So, you know what? This is rude. Tyler isn't with us and he can't see this picture. I'm screenshotting it and sending it to him right now. I love how your camera roll is just pictures of the studio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took those earlier because I yeah. realized the last ones I had still had Bobrovsky in there. Oh, yeah. Cool. And it had the glass on the front so you could see my reflection in right, the picture. Yeah. So I did a few before we started and just... Yeah. <laughs> His entire <laughs> camera rolls is pictures of the studio. Okay, wait, Tyler, are you seeing the picture? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my God. He, he's dressed interestingly, but funny enough, I don't even want to talk about the bucket hat or the sunglasses he stole from a two-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> or from Martha Stewart. Well, maybe. Um, I want to talk about the jersey he's wearing because as you can see, it's a Leafs jersey. But as you might be able to notice, it's not a Leafs jersey currently in circulation. Mm-hmm. This is obviously an Adidas jersey, so it's new. However, the background of the jersey seems to be either very, very dark blue or just black. Mm-hmm. And... Now, you could argue, oh, maybe that's just the lighting. Maybe it's the regular jersey. But here's where people started noticing something was off, is the Leaf is also a dark color. And right now, the Leafs jersey, if it's their dark home jersey, it has a white leaf on it. And their away jersey has a dark leaf. Yeah, it's a dark jersey with a dark leaf. Yeah, it's it's dark color on dark color. Also, this needs to be said. That is a massive logo. I mean, it stretches from under the armpit all the way to under the other armpit. Yeah, it's... It's much bigger than the other ones. Mm-hmm. So what I've been seeing here is that Martha Stewart is the one who posted this picture, but it seems like Bieber probably got his hands on some unreleased merchandise and started wearing it out and about. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't supposed to post it, and technically he didn't. Martha Stewart did. But it looks like the Leafs are, for one of the first times ever, going to get a third jersey. Because the only times they've ever changed up their jersey have been for like special events, like outdoor games or mm-hmm. centennial classics or things like that. But they've never had like a rotating third jersey. So that I would be kind of interesting. Yeah, I can't say I'm a big fan of these jerseys. The size of that leaf kind of has me concerned on, on what it's actually <laughs> going to look like. Uh, I don't know. If, if Justin Bieber and Martha Stewart are have anything to do with it, there's probably somebody's hand underneath holding like a joint. Whoa, 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 we don't know about that. <laughs> Snoop isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> He's seen the picture. He's on his way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he saw her post the picture and he was like, what the fuck? He hops in the car. <laughs> but th- this, <laughs> this whole situation though, it, it brings up something that I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about yet, but I'm going to do it. I'm in the works of creating a concept jersey for the Vancouver Canucks. 
Are you? I am. I, I've seen a lot of them out there, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of cool ones, but I've never seen a Canucks one that I really liked. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to make one, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be cool. I think it's something that the fans would like. I'll, I'll release it on our podcast page when I, when I get a chance, Instagram, when it's done. Yes. Vancouver Boys Podcast. Of course. I'll release it in a few places, maybe, but definitely ch- uh, check it out on our Instagram. Um, and I'll say it takes some inspiration from what Bieber is wearing here. I started making it before I saw this picture, so I shouldn't say it took inspiration from it, but it's, uh, I think you'll, you'll see, you'll like it. I think you guys will like it. I look forward to it. We'll do a reveal on the podcast one day. Yeah. As long as they're not as bad as those Smashville jerseys, (laughs) then uh, I think you're good to go. (laughs) How could they not be right? (laughs) Yeah. Did, uh, did you happen to see the, the Tampa Bay Nashville outdoor game? Yeah, it was wicked. Nashville put on a pretty awesome spectacle. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of outdoor games, but I mean, like, I love that that the NHL put some effort into making them look cool. So I I like that about it. I mean, they lost, which sucks, but they were playing one of the best teams in the league, so it's kind of hard to complain. Yeah, I mean, playing a game in one of those stadiums would be so cool for the players. But as a fan, like, it's just lots of the seats in that stadium. It's just so hard to see. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's, is it really worth the money to go just for the experience? I mean, I, when I went to the heritage classic game, it was like, it was super cool. The atmosphere was fun. The experience was great, but the viewing of the game was, was a little iffy here and there, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I was also at that heritage classic and I was sitting pretty low down or the seventh row of the lower bowl. So like, you're not getting much closer than that. And the rink is still in the middle of the field, right? So like, even though you're pretty far down, you're still looking out at the game. Mm -hmm. So I still, even though I was that close, I found myself watching the majority of the game on the big screen, which I don't like to do. You know, I liked, if I'm there, I want to see it with my own eyes. That's kind of part of why I enjoy being there. You know, if I wanted to watch it on a TV, I'd check it out from home. It was cool being there, but yeah, the, the layout of those, ranks is just or those arenas is just so obviously not meant for hockey yeah Yeah, honestly they should just build some like crazy stands like right around the arena that like go straight up so everyone's just sitting on top of each other what how would how would you how would you get to your seat elevator (laughs) it's just like a carousel like (laughs) you just like walk to your seat and then it lifts you up (laughs) yeah that'd be wicked you like sit down and then like it lifts you up and puts you in a certain spot Sure, why not? <laughs> Modern engineering <laughs> might have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, but you know what I really liked about this um, stadium series that kind of surprised me? Was actually how the jerseys looked on TV. Because yes, up close, the Nashville ones are just horrendous. The Bolts ones were kind of like, yeah, I could go either way. But from zoomed way out, they actually looked pretty nice. The colors complemented each other quite well. Blue and white. Almost sound like a Leafs fan over there. No, not not just the Bolts one. I meant the Preds ones. That's what I'm saying. The Preds were blue and the Bolts were white. Right. No, but the Preds had... I've just meant that individual <laughs> jerseys looked nice together. Okay. Right? Which is funny because I ripped on the jerseys a lot when I first saw them. And I still admit, I would never buy one. I don't think they're fashionable. But, again, zoomed really far out. The color palette was aesthetically pleasing. So I'll give them that. All right. Well, it's about that time where we need to do... A quadruple backflip belly flop into the inbox. I like that little sound glitch. 
Yeah, when you he heard said, that. Yeah, eh? he said inbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah, let's get to it. What's what's in the inbox this week? All right. Well, I feel like Jake's gonna have some uh, some opinions on this uh, this question here. So okay. we'll throw this one to him right away. One of our listeners asks: Will the Montreal Canadiens ever re-sign PK, or what kind of players will they get during the off season? I love this question because it's a Montreal Canadiens question, and I think that's great. Gives us a chance to talk about, you know, it gives us a chance to talk about the Canadians because we all like the Canadians. We just don't really talk about them as much anymore. Do you guys like the Habs? Yeah, I mean, like, I like talking about the Habs. I got nothing against the Habs. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we're okay. I, yeah. It's just I, I, what I'm what I'm trying to say is I love getting questions about different teams, so I like this question. Um, okay, so here's my first thing about the whole PK Subban situation. One, the question asks, do I think he will return? No. Do I think he should? absolutely really yes so the reason he left is because there was a um there was friction between the ownership group and pk suban and that began with uh him and his antics not meeting the culture of the team right and i don't know if you remember from the beginning of this episode when i mentioned players should be given more leash right they should be able to really show their personalities i've thought this for years and i always say it and i really truly believe it that being said, Montreal will not bring him back based on that fact alone. However, this guy did so much for that team for such a long time and for that city. So it's like, you know, it's it's sad to, to, that he's obviously not there anymore and that they aren't going to bring him back. But in my opinion, it would be really great if they did because I think that he would also take a team-friendly deal to go back. I guess the the one thing that just trips me up is how he felt about being in such a big and passionate fan base, right? Because as much as, you know, as a fan, you think, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, you know, playing a packed building every night, every bar you go to, you're getting free drinks, everyone knows your name. A lot of players have said that they actively don't like that, that they want to play in smaller markets. He does not come across as a player that I think has that issue. I think he loves being P.K. Subban, and I think he loves being P.K. Subban in Montreal. Like, I think if they offered him a contract, he would take it. I just, I don't think they will. Yeah, he doesn't really fit what the team needs right now in terms of where they're at. Like, they're, it's pretty well known they're starting a rebuild here. Yeah. P.K. Subban is not the type of player who typically fits into a rebuild yeah. scenario. Where he in where he is in in his career isn't going to be in in uh, Montreal either. Right. That being said, I would love to see him in a, on a Canadian team. I think that yeah. there is a Canadian team somewhere that wants him and will take him. Um, Winnipeg we'll Jets. Honestly, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be surprised if, if they made an offer at him because I think he will be affordable in the offseason. Would you Would you like the Jets if PK Subban was there? I wouldn't like the Jets if Shea Weber was there. <laughs> That's <laughs> saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I will never ever like the Jets. Um, what if the Jets What if the Jets brought Pekka Rene out of retirement, Shea Weber? Um, Victor Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson's not retired. <laughs> um, if they just got the band back together. <laughs> yep. Uh, best of luck to them. <laughs> I still would not be a fan. I just, I couldn't do it. I love those players, you know, but I could, I could never. Well, I think I- it's kind of like how you, you like the Flames. Marcus, he's the only one in my physical yeah. area, so I'm talking to Marcus. He likes I the Flames. But, I hate the Flames. <laughs> yeah, but like only for those players. You don't like the Flames. Yeah, well, somewhat. Like for you, that's a bit different what he's talking about. He's talking about like how I would have felt, you know, six years ago if the Sedines went to the Leafs. Yeah. Right? Like that's 
And my grandpa mentioned that a long time ago when there was rumors that they could end up there when they were between contracts because yeah. Brian Burke was running the Leafs and yeah. it was known that he wanted them. And my grandpa, I remember saying to me when I didn't even hate the Leafs yet. I was too young to even know that I hated mm-hmm. the Leafs. My grandpa said, man, I really hope they don't go there. And I asked my grandpa why. And he goes, because I don't want to hate the Sedins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it wasn't them going there. wasn't going to make us like the Leafs. It would have been the opposite. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just... We didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Anyway, so that's should... where Marcus's Leafs hatred comes from. Is them potentially getting the city? <laughs> Not exactly, yeah. Yeah. but uh, I think we should also address the second half of that question too. What was it? Uh, the second half was what type of players do you think that they're going to bring in in the off season? I think it's got to be a lot of young guys. I would think. You know, that's the weird thing about a rebuild is you almost have to bring in vets that know what they're doing and can show the young guys around, but also guys that you just know aren't part of the core of the team. You're buying guys that are going to fall off in about three years, right? So that you can have room for these young guys that they've been mentoring to kind of, you know, in Montreal fashion, take the torch, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think that uh, you're going to see a lot of guys at the end of their career kind of slowly petering out that being said though i didn't expect dougie hamilton to go to new jersey last year yeah that's true so you know they could go out and surprise everyone and get a big fish but like we said they should be going into a rebuild especially because suzuki and caulfield are so young and those are going to be two of their their biggest pieces they're going to want to build around um but yeah going out and trying to get big fishes in free agency just doesn't make sense especially if they're trying to really do a proper and and good rebuild because uh, that's obviously the, the best route to go in, in terms of building a championship-worthy team. Especially, also, you got to remember, Connor Bedard's just around the corner too, right? Yeah. So, And he would be perfect for them. So, Yeah, and like I'm thinking what they need to do this offseason is continue to stock up on some picks, tra- trade a few more guys at this deadline right now, um, and then in the offseason pick up a, a few kind of veteran players that you could move at the deadline again next year. Some, some younger talent and a couple other guys maybe to come in and, and lead your younger players and just start the rebuild that way. I think the first name that comes to mind when I think of a UFA this summer, that would be perfect in Montreal. is Claude Drew. I don't know if he'll go there because I think he wants to be cup chasing, but um, that's the style of player that I would be looking for if I was Montreal. Someone to kind of like bridge the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. Yeah, fair. I think if new, I think if uh, Philly's smart though, they try and offload them right now and get something in return, and then yeah, the Montreal could uh, could sign him in the offseason for sure. Mm-hmm. Similar to what they did with Tyler Toffoli a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. And then get a a fairly big return for him. Mm-hmm. Another question that was asked is why isn't Spencer Martin our backup goaltender? Ah, (laughs) there's the question. Yeah. 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 We touched on that a bit at the beginning of the episode. Um, Yeah, no, we talked about Spencer Martin quite a bit during our uh, Canucks talk at the beginning. So I don't, I don't think we really have much more to say other than he probably should be there. Honestly, he looked good when he was here and uh, Halak's just not cutting it. His time will come, though. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of time for before uh, Spencer Martin gets right. his shot. I think you're right. Or as ta- uh, Marcus likes to call him, Spencer Knight. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but speaking of the time. Oh, that's right. It is time 
for Tyler's Surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah. All right. Florida man. (laughs) Pokes girlfriend in the eye after she served him waffles instead of pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll admit, this didn't get as bad as I thought it was going to get. You know? (laughs) What? Yes! Think. <laughs> <laughs> like you know no one's dead yeah no one's on drugs yeah you know no one tried to commit yeah. murder no one's naked in the eye we think yeah well they might have been naked <laughs> yeah. hey, no yeah. evidence yeah. naked I mean, waffles I mean, hey. hit different do they but this guy wouldn't know because he got pancakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> wait sorry was no, no, it pancakes he, or waffles he, he got no he got waffles and he wanted pancakes who the hell wants oh, pancakes so f- over waffles? Yeah, I know. The, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, if you have the option for waffles over pancakes, you take them. Yeah, we're all team waffles here, right? Yeah. Unless, yeah, unless it's a half waffle, in which case, what the fuck is that? Okay, wait. No, no. <laughs> I need to explain this joke to Tyler and to the listeners, honestly. So <laughs> this happened, I want to say, over the summer. Yeah. Um, me, me, my girlfriend, and Jake went out for brunch at White Spot. And uh, I don't remember the occasion. I just vividly remember being there. And, uh, you know, Jake orders a Nat's hearty breakfast. That's a respectable choice. I like it. You know, eggs scrambled, uh, back bacon with mine, smash browns, not shredded. And uh, she looks at him and goes, now for your toast, we can do sourdough, whole wheat, uh, white, uh, or you can have a half waffle. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> she said sourdough, white, whole grain, or half waffle. She didn't say, or you can have. Okay. She said sourdough, uh, whole grain, wheat, white, or half waffle. Right. And this is important because Jake <laughs> Jake looked at this poor waitress and said, what's half waffle? <laughs> I thought it was like a type of bread I'd never heard well, of. It's or... it's definitely... <laughs> the, I think the best part, though, was after he asked, me, Jess, and the waitress all looked at him and simultaneously went... It's half of a waffle. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? What do you? What else would a half waffle be? Yeah. And Jake was just in shit. We were almost in tears. We were yeah. laughing so hard. <laughs> and I'll never forget your rebuttal. Was you looked at this waitress with the most shameful eyes I've ever seen, and you went, "I have a degree." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. I thought it was like they had took like waffle batter and like bread dough and then like mixed it together. It was like a hybrid waffle. Yeah, it was like half waffle, half bread. <laughs> you ever wanted a waffle, but just a bit worse? Yeah. <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, oh, so Jesus. again, we well, all, we all like waffles. And <laughs> this did, guy doesn't. Yeah. Have you ever wanted syrup on your toast? Try a half waffle. <laughs> yeah. Did you poke her in the eye after that or what? No, she brought me the waffle. <laughs> should have poked you in the eye. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so he intentionally poked her in the eye, though? Yeah, intentionally. <laughs> it was his bir- it was birthday. He asked for pancakes. His girlfriend made him waffles. All hell broke loose. How hard did he poke her in the eye that this became a news story? I, I got to know. Yeah, like, does she still know. have the eye? <laughs> hard, hard enough that she called the cops. Damn. <laughs> I just think like what was going through this guy's head where he's like, what is the p- appropriate punishment for this for this this issue? Ah, oh, yes, the eye poke. <laughs> Can you imagine like even just going to a restaurant, someone gets your order wrong. And you're like, what is this? You start chasing around trying to poke them in the eye. Poor line cook just running around the restaurant. 
<laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah. Hey, can you give this to your chef? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. God. All right. Well, I I think we should wrap things up because I need to head to work. So. Oh right. man. Respect to you, man. I could not do that. Yeah. Me <laughs> Why? <laughs> Go to work at nine o'clock at night. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a struggle, but, you know, it is what it is. Got to pay the bills, right? Damn right. In order for us yeah, to be able well, to be here in yeah. your house while you're away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anything for you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. buddy. For, for all of our listeners that are still here, just a reminder, for any serious inquiries, you can reach us at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. Or on any of our social medias at Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. And then Vancouver Boys underscore on Twitter. You know, I want to um, throw one more thing real quick, too. If you are okay. here this long, you, you're probably someone who's listened before, and you'll pr- hopefully someone who will listen again. Uh, Please uh, rate us on whatever streaming service you're using to listen to us, whether it's Apple, Spotify, some other indie podcast streaming service. Uh, We'd really appreciate the rating. We got a whole bunch at the beginning, and then we kind of stopped asking people to do Mm. that. But it would really help us out if you'd give us a rating and write a quick little review. Yes, that would be amazing. With that being said, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace.